Welcome to Daro's Meeting Point and yet to another episode. In the previous episode, I spoke about my life before medical school and how lost I was and how I eventually ended up in medical school. And I seem to have found my purpose. I'm your host, Daro, and today I'll be talking about my first year in medical school. In the summer of 2017, I received an acceptance letter from the university. I was thrilled and ready to leave my hometown. A change was coming and I couldn't wait. I was tired of my hometown, my work and having the same routines, almost as if nothing would change. I was ready to leave it all behind for change and chase the me that I was visualizing in the future. I was sad to leave everyone, but a sacrifice had to be made for the greater good and for my selfish self in order to develop and grow. Before leaving Sweden, I reached out to two of my friends who were also studying in Riga, and they gave me some information to find accommodation. I received an email to the office of a dormitory where lots of students were residing. The place I contacted is called Riga Residence, if you ever need it for a long stay. The dormitory was close to school and was a 10 to 15 minutes bus ride. Then there were different Facebook groups that I joined to find more accommodations. I found it difficult to find a place when I was not there to see it for myself. I was told by my friends that the dormitory is a good place to start until you find yourself around the city and can get a place that you're comfortable with. After a couple days into August, I was fortunate because a guy working at the office for the dormitory answered my email and told me a room would be available at the end of August. My last two days before departure from Sweden to Latvia, I spent with family and friends. When I got to the airport, I was nervous and excited at the same time. I bid my close ones farewell and was suddenly alone in front of the metal detectors. I had never traveled alone before, so I had a mix of different emotions. I was moving to a foreign country to get a fresh start. I had lots of questions and at the same time, I didn't. But some of the questions I had were like, what kind of people will I meet? What will I learn? Who will I become? Who do I want to become? Will I be able to study for six years and pass my exams? I didn't know the answers, but I was optimistic and determined that the road was mine to create. The old of the past I left behind for a fresh new beginning. Although there were over 600 inhabitants, I was surprised how small the airport was when I arrived. When I entered the airport, I didn't take many steps until I was at the luggage arrivals. And just a few more steps after that, I was outside of the airport and there were cabs and taxis in front of me, which I could take to my destination. I didn't have much travel experience at the time. As I was in the taxi on my way to the apartment, I also noticed how poor some of the buildings were. I thought it would be kind of high tech like Sweden since it was the capital after all. I landed in Riga two days before the introduction week. For your information, the introduction week is as it sounds, a week where the introduction of the university happens and you get to know your classmates and many more people and what the program will be about. You learn to get around town like which buses and trams to take. It's truly an exciting week. One of my friends who was also from the same city in Sweden as I, she was also living in the dormitory and wasn't coming back to Riga for an additional week and my room wouldn't be available until two days later. So I got to live at her apartment until then. And I think a day prior or even the same morning, I met people at the entrance of the dormitory. You could tell by the faces that everyone was confused and a little bit scared because they didn't know anyone. 
People were looking at each other with a bit of nervousness, but a small hello and a question like, where are you from and what do you do here, led to phone numbers and Facebook exchanges. You can pretty easily notice someone who's not Latvian because of the hair color and eye color. Foreigners are more visible due to them having more eye contact, energy, and maybe some nodding while walking by as a hello. The people I met that morning, we decided to go to the introduction week at school together. I remember how nervous everybody and I were. Everyone was excited about who's in their own groups and what kind of faces will they see. When we arrived at school, it was crowded with both international first-year medical and dentistry students. Although everyone was nervous, it was easy to establish an introduction of each other without it being weird. Everyone was there for the same reasons. Since people didn't know each other, they had to introduce themselves, which lightened up the mood with follow-up questions. The majority of the students were around 19 to 20 years of age, and of course, it's a bit scary when you've just graduated from high school and suddenly you venture to a foreign country meeting unknown humans. That first day of school, I got to know tons of new people besides my classmates. I can be pretty social sometimes and I'm not afraid of conversations. And all this is thanks to my previous customer service experience that I told about in my previous episode. And I'm grateful for that. The school held presentations in a big lecture hall for almost 300 students talking about the study process. Students from higher semesters also participated on stage telling their stories and experiences and what the newcomer should expect of the time studying in Riga. We also got to know that there are different communities for different nationalities that bring students together through different events that they create. The different event could be a chill party where people just hang out and talk, or crazy parties, or just regular game nights. The introduction week was so fun because there were different events that we were going on. The students could choose what to attend. For example, there were events of going to the cinema, only rented for the students, or going to an orientation game and being disclosed in different groups where you did not know people. Throughout the rest of the week, I met up with people I just had gotten to know or gotten a click with and we'd go for a coffee or grab something to eat and have a lovely conversation. At the end of the week, on Friday, there was a big international party for everyone from all the semesters. Usually for these occasions, lots of higher semester students come back to the city participating in the parties and getting to know even more people. Because that's the fun part. There were lots of interaction with a lot of new people which was a blast. I, I can't even say it enough. <laughs> in a short amount of time, you get to meet all kinds of people and there's so much happening. And in that first week, you get to know your clique pretty quickly. So all that nervousness goes away almost in a blink of an eye. I can't say that this is the case for everybody, but for the majority that I've seen, it is like this. When it comes to accommodation, the dorm I was living in was a good place to start. School was just a few bus stops and you get to know even more people whom are studying in both lower and higher semesters, whom also are living there. For some, they feel like the dormitory gives off a campus vibe and that they enjoy having people around. And if there is anything that they are wondering about or need help with, there is somebody around. For some others, it feels a bit safer as well. And the people living there are Swedish, Indian, Sri Lankan. I think everyone I've met has been a student. There are other nationalities as well. I only lived in the dorms for a semester and then I moved to Old Town, which is the inner city because I was constantly on that side of the city studying and meeting friends. Thus, I felt it was more beneficial and time-saving for me. 
It was also a bit of a drag going to each side of town all the time, crossing the bridge. Besides that, at the dormitory, the walls were very thin and noise easily goes through to your neighbors and that can be annoying for some, which was for me. Even my room was close to an elevator where people walked by a lot and I could hear them constantly. This made it feel as if this was not my home and it made me uncomfortable. This is just my experience, but there are lots of people who have and still been living there for years and they like it. When I moved to Old Town, I shared a flat with a friend who was also in the same semester as me. I was sharing the apartment with three other people and if we include myself, that would make us four. At the time, all of us were in different semesters except for my friend and I. Yes, yes, I know. I moved out of the dormitory because of the thin walls and neighbors. And now I moved into an apartment where I still have neighbors and it does sound worse. But trust me, it is not. I felt much better sharing an apartment. Everyone in the household had their own daily schedule and routines and the walls were even better. <laughs> Besides, it is cheaper to share an apartment than living alone in a studio unless you can afford it. After the introduction week, our semesters finally began and we had lots to study and had to travel to different departments for some classes around the city because not all classes were held at the main school building. I was nervous about the study since I had insecurities about myself when it came to the learning process. I won't get into it now, but be sure to tune in to hear about my mental struggles in one of the upcoming episodes, so make sure you follow the podcast. We had around 10 subjects in majority of the semesters. We were having more or less all of the classes simultaneously to study for. All of the classes that we had were overwhelming. Like, where do you start? How are you supposed to have time to learn all this information for each class? These were some of the questions I had for myself. I learned early that I had to prioritize the subjects that required lots of focus and mental power. It's easy to fall behind in most of the classes because it requires a lot of attention and planning beforehand in order to be on the forefront of each week's planning. When the time came for midterms exams, at your best you would have one exam each week which gives you enough time to prepare and study for each of them. Most students only focused on one subject at a time and it worked. Although with all the midterms exam, we had also to attend all the other classes, which can be very stressful. Therefore, it is very important to manage your time for different subjects beforehand and plan the time ahead and focus. I struggled with this a lot at the beginning, but it's something I've become better at along with each semester but I'm well aware that I'm not the only one struggling with this. And please, 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 please do keep it in mind when you start your semester studies that your struggles are not yours alone. The first year out of all the 10 subjects that we were having each semester simultaneously, you could easily notice that the most important subjects to focus on was molecular biology, anatomy, chemistry, biochemistry, and histology. It was an everyday study, Monday through Sunday, one of the fun things was that every Friday evening or Saturday evening, we would go out and meet other students, whether it was grabbing some dinner or going to a party. So at the end of every week, there was always a social reward for anyone who wanted it. It could be partying, going to the movies, or having a dinner at someone else's house, or even at a restaurant. You need to have some time off from the studies to keep your sanity intact. Otherwise, it can be mentally challenging and you'll burn yourself out. I speak from experience. Medical school or whatever it is that you want to do in life, it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You need things that are waiting for you at the end of the day. 
or at the end of the week that make you happy and make you forget about studying for a little while or forgetting work or whatever it is that you're doing. For me, sometimes it's socializing with people or it's just gaming because then I can concentrate on a different world and when I get back to reality, I'm like, wow, that felt nice focusing on one thing that was not related to my everyday life. And after any reward of mine, it felt like I had lost a load off of my shoulders and getting back to the studies, I felt a bit more energized. The one thing I found hard was also knowing what to study and how to learn all this information. It's not an easy task finding all these answers when you're stressed and you're studying at the last minute. I spent way too many hours inefficiently on one subject. If I had studied other subjects in the meantime, it would have been more fun to study and give my brain the variation it needs to keep the concentration. After all these years, I found a solution for myself, and this might work for you as well, but you won't know unless you try. In order to find your study technique, you need to get to know the subjects early on before all your exams. Take notes and see what kind of note-taking techniques there are for each and every subject until you find your way. In this way, you will also learn which subjects take longer time to learn and what to prioritize. Before each new day or before you're going to bed, structure your next day so you can be as effective and efficient as possible, so you can get the most out of your day. And after that, you can relax and have some reward that you're longing for. So here I'm gonna give you additional four tips that I found important, which eventually started working for me. Number one, make a to-do list of what it is that you need to do throughout the day and try to be as realistic as possible. You can also divide some of your big work into two days so you can shorten the study time for one particular thing that you know will need a lot of effort. Number two, study structure. Read your course description because there is probably written what you need to learn for each class or for the midterms exam. This will also give you time to go a bit more in depth to understand and learn more beforehand. Number three, this is highly underrated, but do some physical activity training. One thing I learned while studying during a pandemic was that my mental health declined. My body was anxious and was somewhat disconnected from my brain. This made it a lot harder to focus on my tasks. So get some physical activity a couple times a week, an hour a day. It's not a lot. Number four, don't study like it's a sprint. Study like it's a marathon, a little every day. You don't need to finish everything in one single day. As I said in rule number one, you can divide your work into two days or several. I myself have a short attention span and easily get bored and it's difficult to concentrate for long hours. I used to never make to-do lists and when I tried it was impossible to follow through. I kept thinking that this isn't for me. I wrote down all I wanted to do. I tried to write down what I thought were realistic goals. My issue was that my goals were unrealistic. I tried to do too much than I could take on. Since I knew it was a lot to do, I procrastinated. I never finished my work that I needed for that day so it kept growing and I fell behind. And eventually, during the pandemic summer of 2020, I learned that life is a marathon. You plan ahead as well as you can and reach your ambitions slowly and not overnight. If you go with this mindset, things will become a little bit easier and hopefully you'll enjoy the moment more as you know that your goals are on the horizon. I truly hope you can take from my experience and that it's helpful. For now, take care of yourselves and have a great marathon. That is all from this episode and I hope you tune in on the next one as well.